This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls in the lobby yard. Watching the Grobian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello, welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 211. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing there, Kevin? Pretty good. Also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Pretty good. Good. Oh. <coughs> Followed that up with a nice call. <coughs> nice. Uh, what movie do we have you watch this week? Apt Pupil. Apt Pupil. <laughs> yeah, pick this in honor of X-Men Apocalypse. Coming out this week, both films directed by Brian Singer. I have a synopsis for this one. A boy blackmails his neighbor after suspecting him to be a Nazi war criminal. This came out in 1998. This is one of Brian Singer's earlier films. I think this is his second feature. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's his second feature. Or maybe third. Because I think Usual Suspects came out oh, yeah. before this. So yeah, it's his third feature. Uh, this stars Brad Renfro. Oh. Yeah. We'll talk about him a little bit. Ian McKellen. Uh, Ryan, tell us a little bit about Apt Pupil. Uh, well, this. It's set in the 80s. The 80s? In California. I think it's in the 90s, yeah. isn't it? What could be there in this? the 80s. Because I thought it was present day, too. It looks, it, it looks very 90s to me. Don't. Don't fuck with Wikipedia, man. I'm going to say that that's shit. wrong and that it's the 90s. Well, it says uh, it's based on a 1982 novella of the same name. Is that what he's getting confused with? No, under in the plot, the first thing it says... Yeah, yeah. In Southern California, 1984. Yeah, he's uh, correct. I don't know. It, the, like, the clothes that they wear and stuff do not look 80s to me. They look not very 90s, especially what Brad Renfro wrote. Brad Renfro wears. Well, Renfro is timeless. I mean, he, the, the clothes that he wore, the, the same kind of clothes that I wore when I was a kid in the 90s. Like yeah, the, but remember, remember we were York, PA, so we were probably 10 years behind California. Uh, maybe, maybe. Clothing-wise. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Ryan. So there's a kid in high school, and he, for whatever reason, he discovers the name where it's actually a World War II uh, Nazi war criminal that is in hiding. And he basically threads a guy that they'll tell the police where this guy is and what's going on if this guy doesn't tell them stories. Because for whatever reason he's obsessed with World War II and hearing all these various war stories. So this guy starts telling him stories every day after school and it goes on for like a month. And the kid buys the guy a authentic World War II Nazi uniform. Just like you would have worn back in World War II. And he kind of, at first, he refused to put it on. But again, the kid blackmails him. 
So he puts all this uniform. This kid tells him to like march, march around and do various Nazi things in this uniform. And the the kid's grades are slipping in school, so the old man threatens to tell the everyone that. This kid's a great because apparently this kid's a very good student, and his grades. He threatens to tell everyone that his grades are slipping because he's fucking off and just not concentrating. Well, then the the old man meets the principal and pretends to be the kid's grandpa. Smooths everything over and fast forward a little bit. And the guy has a hobo in his house and he tries to kill this hobo by stabbing in the back. As soon as he steps in the back and throws in the outside ups and locks the door behind him, he starts having a heart attack. He calls Brad Renford to help him, and he comes over, and he finishes what Ian McCullen McCullen started, and he kills this guy, and just lets him him lay in the basement, and this Ian McCullen guy all of a sudden comes down with an ailment. And he's hospitalized. And the people outside the hospital finally get wind of who he is. And there's all kinds of protests and whatnot happening outside the hospital. So Ian McCullough ejects himself in the air and kills himself in the hospital. And, bef- well, before all that happens, the the principal runs in uh, Brad Brad's first fan. And, obviously, he has, they have no idea. Like, they're talking about one grandma, and he's talking about another. And finally realizing that that's not his real grandpa. So, anyway, fast forward a little bit more. And after Ian kills himself, uh, the principal pretty much calls him out. And he threatens now, if the principal gets full black, Brendan threatens now to tell people that he sexually abused him, which would obviously put his career down the toilet. Everyone lives that play around like no. <laughs> I love that you just don't know. No, they don't. Yeah, it doesn't sound like anybody's living happily ever after in this case. All right. So, what'd you think of this thing? Confusing. Confusing. Huh? Oh. It sounded like you had a pretty good grasp on it. Yeah, it sounded like you. that was pretty much it. 
Yeah. But I didn't understand why a lot of it was happening. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, out of nowhere. Proud of Brenda Frost with this girlfriend at one point. And she's giving me a blowjob. Apparently, he can't get a reckon. And he says, This never happened to me before. I don't know what's happening. And she says, it's because you're gay and laughs at him. So I assume that little blurb was to show how much these stories are taking over his life. Yeah. But uh, I guess it was just boring. I do understand that for the most part. I, I think your issue doesn't really, it's not, I don't think it's really on you. I think it's just. Uh, not a great, not a great movie, and that's why not a lot of it makes sense. The the scene you were referring to was supposed to. That was when he really started being affected by the stories that Ian McKellen was telling him, and it really started screwing with his life, and it kind of made him go a little crazy. Get Although I think that the, I think that the kid was pretty much a psychopath from the beginning. Yeah, kind of sounds like it. But it it kind of was yeah pushing him. Closer to the edge, at least. There's a scene where he kills a bird, murders a bird. Is that before oh, or after Ian yeah, McKellen? It was after. It was, it was during the scene. It was after the scene with the failed blowjob and the uh, where he was like just getting really frustrated with life and everything was falling apart. He just I, forgot about, I forgot. I forgot. Ian McKellen. Kills a cat. Who kills a cat? He doesn't. He he tries to. He doesn't. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. He tries to put the head in the oven. He's like, which is the most reason? It's the most ridiculous scene ever. Like Ian McKellen's just sitting. He's like sitting on a chair watching TV. The cat's hanging out beside him, just laying there. And he looks over and he's like, where the hell did you come from? And he picks up the cat and tries to put it in the oven. Oh my goodness. The oven has an open flame inside of it. Which I never saw an open flame oven. Well, probably because you don't look on the roof of an oven normally. Yeah. Oh, so he had the broiler on. He's going to broil that cat. <laughs> I, I do love how they made sure to show the... Uh, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the, the emblem on the flames had made in the USA. I don't know if that was some kind of jab at something, but it, wow. if it was, it didn't really work. I got to say, the, your, your recounting of the, of the narrative there, one thing that kind of stuck out to me was the transition between him, Ian McKellen, acting like his grandpa to just segueing into them killing a hobo. Is that, did it play out that way? It's just like, bam, bam. He's a grandpa, then he's killing hobos? Uh, no, not really. Well, in my head, yes. <laughs> That's the only thing that matters. Uh, right? uh, no, I mean, I don't believe it happened right after another, but it happened to one soon. Yeah, it was, as far as the chronology of the events taking place, it was a little while later, because what happens is, uh, Ian McKellen tells Brad Renfro that he has this letter that basically talks about how Brad Renfro 
found out that he was a Nazi and blackmailed him and kind of blows the lid wide open on this whole thing. And that he has it in a, a safe deposit box in a bank and the instructions are only to open the box if he dies. Mm. So he has this... So he's kind of blackmailing Brad Renfro also. And then Brad Renfro's like, all right, well, I'm just going to leave. I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. See ya. And then, so Brad Renfro's gone out of his life for a while. Like, I don't know, probably a few months. And during that time is when the hobo follows Ian McKellen home and Ian McKellen decides to try to kill him. Another very confusing thing was the amount of I don't know what they're called the the friends where they say like a month later yeah. they used a lot of them well, and they kind of threw me off because they couldn't keep track of them. Well, it was basically it took place over the course of a school year, right? Because yeah. at the beginning of the movie he's I don't know at what point it picks up during the school year, but he's he starts doing he does bad on his midterms, and, that, and this is after he's already been hanging out with him for a while. So I think that it's just his senior year of high school, mm. and it ends after he graduates. Gotcha. And uh, it wasn't it was a guidance counselor, not a principal. That yeah. And it was uh, played by David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Yep. And he had a sweet mustache in it too. Oh, man. pretty nice mustache. How would you rate that mustache, Rock? I'd uh, probably, on a creep scale, <laughs> I'd probably give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, is there any other scale? Yeah, it's a solid stash. It really is. Wow. It's, like, it's like all patchy. It's like a 1970s porno mustache. Yeah, it's it's rough looking. It's really patchy and, and just it doesn't look Ooh. clean. <laughs> oh, boy. He's just trying to make it work anyways. Yeah, he's going for it. He's a guidance counselor. What, 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 what do they got going? <laughs> for themselves. Uh, well, needless to say, I, I rewatched this. That's how I know what's going on. I forgot. I was going to say, you have a really great yeah. memory, man. <laughs> I forgot almost everything about this movie. I, me- I remembered some scenes. I remembered the cat scene. And I remembered the basic gist of what happened. But I wanted yeah. to refresh myself. Because I remember really liking this back when it came out. Did it hold up? No, I watched it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I watched it yesterday, and I was a little confused, and I was going to watch it again, but nothing in the movie held my interest for more than, like, three minutes. Damn. It's just, I mean, it's kind of an interesting premise, I guess, but Brad Renfro is such a little piece of shit, and and then while I was rewatching it, I was thinking like I don't really care that he's treating Ian McKellen badly because he's a Nazi. This guy's a Nazi, and not only was he a Nazi, but he was one of the really really horrible ones that did the experiments on people. Oh Jesus! What was that one famous Mengele? I believe was like the famous Nazi that was doing that. Um, but he was part of that crew where they were doing horrific experiments. So he was like the worst of the worst. So I didn't care that Brad Renfro was, you know, performing elder abuse on this man, but I also didn't care that he had, he ended up, you know, pulling one over on Renfro, and Renfro was getting into trouble either, because he's a dick too. 
in every movie I've seen Brad Bog Grant, it's only been two movies. But he was a dick in this one. He got treated like shit, though. You you've only seen two Brad Renfro movies, or are you just talking about those specifically? That's what I think. Maybe I've seen more, but I think Bully and this. I'm sure you've seen more Brad Renfro movies. Did you see Ghost World? Um, part of it. I thought he was making a comeback with Ghost World. I really did. I was like, this this dude's back. Because I, I really liked him in Ghost World. But he was in, he was in Bully. He was in Tom and Huck. I'm sure you saw that. Uh, no. What? A little JTT action? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No. I be, I'm sure you've seen that. We watched what's, that in school. What's Jonathan Taylor Thomas doing right now? I don't know. Hanging out? He's probably <laughs> hanging out watching TV right now. <laughs> The whole time is not JTT for me. Uh, what about sleepers? Using sleepers? Nope. nope. Whoa. I'm looking at odd man. You've never Boy. seen sleepers? That movie's fantastic. Yes, man. We've been over this. I don't remember talking about your lack of seeing sleepers. That's one of the odd movies that I haven't seen. It's on your list of shame. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You gotta rectify that. I don't. There's the client. Uh, I think I saw part of it. Another, another fantastic movie based on the John Grisham book. Grisham. What's your take on Renfro, Kevin? Uh, I don't know if I have one. I don't have a take on Renfro. <laughs> I don't remember any of his performances. You don't remember him in Ghost World? He was like kind of that really awkward. I mean, weirdo. Kinda. It's been a while for. Any of these, really. Ghost World. I think the only things I've seen him in is Ghost World, Bully, um, Sleepers, and a Client. But those have all been ages since I've seen those. You, you never saw Apt Pupil? I don't think I did. I might have. If I did, it didn't stick with me. I saw The Informers. That was the one that was based on the Brett Easton Ellis book. Ooh. Uh, that one was was awful. I remember seeing that in the theater and just walking out and being like, wow, that was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. It's not for Brad Renfro. It's just, it was a terrible, terrible movie. Uh, I can't I think that's it, other than the ones that you mentioned, Kevin. Deuce is Wild, I saw that, but I don't remember anything about it other than it was horrible. Uh, that's pretty much it. Alright. Um, let's talk about Brian Singer. So, in addition to Apt Pupil, Brian Singer also directed The Usual Suspects, arguably his most famous movie, I would say. Yeah. Other than the X-Men movies, he directed X-Men, <laughs> X-Men 2, X-Men Days of Future Past, and then the new one, X-Men Apocalypse. He also directed Jack the Giant Slayer from 2013. I almost gave you that one, but I decided to go back a little ways. That one was really bad. I saw that in the theater. Mm. Terrible. Just I don't know what was going on with that movie. <laughs> he did Valkyrie, which I never saw, but I heard it was good. I was gonna say I thought I thought that that one was kind of like a surprise. Yeah, I've speaking. I've heard nothing but good things. That's just it's one of those that kind of eluded me. He did Superman Returns, the 2006 one with uh, Brandon Routh that 
Watch out. So, so many people love to hate that one now. We talked about this on the weekly show, I believe. Or maybe we just... We, I think, actually, we talked about it off-air. I, I remember liking that one, but I think there's a little bit of a, like, revisionist history with that movie, and everybody seems to hate it now. Hmm. Could be. That happens a lot nowadays. It does. It does. People flip-flopping left and right. Flip-flopping all over the place. Uh, I so, a movie called Do You Want Me to Kill Him? You Want Me to Kill Him? Now we gotta find out, like, where he's looking. Yeah, because I do... Probably Brian Singer. It's probably, like, archive footage or something. <laughs> I do not know. I do not One see that. 13. Oh, he's a producer. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Come on, Ryan. I was like, what? Where are you seeing this? <laughs> uh, yeah, terrible title on that one. Yeah, he, he produced a lot of movies over the years. Speaking of his directing credits, Ryan, what do you think of Brian Singer? You think he's got a solid filmography here? He's got a couple of that I like. The Evil Suspects, X-Men, X-Men, wait, which X-Men did X-Men die in? That was the third one. He didn't do that one. That one, <laughs> Yeah, he didn't do that one. The first two were okay. I thought uh, the first two were good. The second one especially. I thought the second one was really good. Probably one of the best. X-Men First Class. I like the one. He didn't do that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just produced it. Um, he did Days of Future Past, the last one that came out. Like yeah, I like that one a lot too. You you actually like that one too, didn't you, Kevin? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. I tried to find a copy of Public Access, his first film, but I couldn't. Ah, uh, couldn't couldn't no, make it happen. The most I could find was a trailer for it, and it looked it looked deliciously bad. It looked so so oh, terrible. Man. Damn it. Yeah. Interestingly, that one was written. By Brian Singer and Christopher McQuarrie. Hmm. Reteaming. They, they work together on The Usual Suspects. Christopher McQuarrie did the last uh, Mission Impossible movie. And he did Jack Reacher in Way of the Gun. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I like that Which one? Way of the Gun? Yeah. I liked Way of the Gun, too. For the longest time, I thought Brian Singer directed Way of the Gun. Because I remember when that movie came out. It was always, like, from the creators of The Usual Suspects. And I was like, oh, sweet. But no. No. I still liked it. But... All right, Ryan. What do, you, what do you think about Ryan Singer and his being uh, labeled as a pedophile? Oh, I didn't think you'd want to go there with it. <laughs> well, it's just, it's because I kind of forgot about it, to be honest, until I'm looking through the apt pupil thing. And apparently during the filming of apt pupil, there was there was some issues. I guess a scene they did a scene with uh, I guess like when Renfro is like into doing a sh- having a shower or whatever, and he the kind of imagines his classmates as as being in the gas chambers, and the singer made the made him strip down naked, and one of the kids was only fourteen when they did it. Fresh hmm. charges and everything, and then that reminded me. I was like, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, there were some pretty serious allegations brought against him. They have Very pretty serious. They have since been, I think, uh, re- like rescinded or canceled or whatever you want to call it, because I think they determined that at the alleged time that these this abuse took place, he was not even 
like in LA at the time. He's like in Hawaii or something. Or I could be getting that completely wrong, but needless to say, the alle- the, the allegations have been dropped. Mm. Or the suit has been dropped. It seemed. I mean, I'm not. I don't know enough about the charges or anything about that oh, yeah. to to voice any kind of opinion one way or the other. But it did seem really convenient that the charges were brought up or the allegations were brought up right when the last X Men movie came out. It just seemed entirely too convenient for that to happen. And maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe there is some. He was doing some stuff, but. It just the the person thought that maybe this would be the best time to do it, or yeah. it finally got to him, or whatever. I'm actually I'm gonna be watching that documentary, the an open secret documentary. That's what I was just looking at. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching that this week, and so I'll I'll probably be talking about that more on uh, the next podcast. Actually, that reminds me for those of you that listen to our weekly show, we're gonna take this week off for Memorial Day, so we'll be back the following week. Terrible time to announce that, but I just thought of it. <laughs> I don't know, Ryan, have you have you heard about these uh abuse allegations? What are your what are your thoughts? I I haven't heard of them. Uh back when uh back when I saw kids I thought and then I saw a bully, I thought uh Larry Clark was the pedophile. So I wasn't aware that that Brian Singer was accused of that. I mean, I hope it's not true, because, you know, why? it it seems like such a horrible thing, but I'm hoping to uh, get some more information about it with this documentary. Uh, And if you are interested in the documentary, it is called An Open Secret. It's directed by Amy Berg. Mm. Yes. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts on apt pupil before we give you your drum roll, Ryan? Boring. Boring. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, disagree with you, actually. That's <laughs> just I love your early. I don't know why. Blow job. <laughs> I don't know why it was happening. <laughs> exactly. All the I even said out loud to myself. I was like, what? What the fuck? Why? It did come out of nowhere. That's for sure. I mean, I say that every day when I wake up. It's just like, why is this happening? <laughs> what is the point of this? Oh. Who is who is this for? You wake up in existential crisis <laughs> every day. That's what wakes me up. <laughs> oh god! All right, let's give you a drum roll here, Ryan. What do you give apt pupil? Me a three. That's a three out of ten on apt pupil. Yeah. It just seems to me like if that kid can so easily find this Nazi that the actual Nazi hunters that are in the yeah. movie would be able to find him too. You would hope so. Like why the fuck is Brad Rampro? Yeah, high school we senior. Not... Yeah. And, and the funny not... thing is he's like he's like, How'd you find me? And he's like, Oh, I pulled your prints off your mailbox. And it's like, what? He took his <laughs> fingerprints? He just has a fingerprinting kit? Like, how do you run the, the prints? Well, he did it himself. He compared him himself because I guess he somehow got the records, like the wanted records from... He said they're a public knowledge. Yeah, there, it was like, it was a public record, his fingerprints. So he got the originals and then compared it with 
Now, what what made there. what made him think to do this, or is he just running around and lifting prints off of all of his neighbors? <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> I'm gonna find somebody. He said that he saw him and thought he recognized him and took a picture, and then and then that's when he decided to do the the fingerprints. But it just seems like, come on now, like what are the odds? I mean, even if you're a diehard history buff, you're gonna recognize. Uh, he wasn't even like a big time you know, high-ranking Nazi. I think he yeah. was an officer, but he wasn't... Because they made a point to say that the uniform that Brad Renfro got him was a higher rank than what he really was. Hmm. So he'd be, like, row three, like, off to the right. Yeah, so he wasn't like even... The, he wasn't you'd even have to get, like, a magnifying glass out to take a look at this guy. Yeah. He wouldn't be one of the ones front and center. You, the, 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 like, there wouldn't be articles written specifically about this one guy with lots of pictures of him to use as a reference. It's it's ridiculous. It's absurd. This movie's absurd. Uh, hopefully, a movie that's not going to be absurd, although I don't really know, is the new X-Men movie. No, I want it to be absurd in the best way possible, where it's just so many X-Men just doing so much, so much destruction, and you're just like, this is absurd. That's what I'm hoping for. As long as the action's good, I don't, I don't really care, I guess. As long as there's... Because that, that was one of the things... The last X-Men movie was so jam-packed full of x-men but somehow somehow it worked just because of how they structured it where it was like you know one group of them was in the distant future one group was in the past and it just they made it work somehow i just hope they don't get silly with the history and stuff where they're like jfk was a mutant it's like shut up you're x-men stop trying yeah i don't i don't know i don't think they'll go there with it but who knows who knows uh, Ryan, what do you think about X Men Apocalypse? Are you excited to check it out? Um, yeah, I am. I, I like the X Men a lot. I'm, I'm. Uh, who's, my who's favorite superhero? Who's your guy? Or yeah, who's, girl? Your, who's your favorite X Man? I Nightcrawler, Archangel. Okay, all right. Nightcrawler. Uh, both of them are in this movie. Oh shit! Is that one Archangel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one uh, in the second, or which I forget which one is in. He's in the third one, I think. That I hated that because I don't even think I don't even think he talks. Does he just busts out of that window, flies away? He talks. It's just I don't know what they're gonna do with that. How they're gonna work that out? I think I think because of the events of the the last one, they pretty much like retconned out all of what happened in x-men 3 so that one pretty much didn't even happen anymore because of changes in the timeline i do i like the fact when nightcrawler moves like that little black trail the, te- the teleporting like the smoke uh, yeah mm-hmm. i think that's really cool i think that yeah nightcrawler is really cool uh he's a really cool character although in the, I last, in the last X-Men movie, there was somebody that could do that. It was uh, Blink, and it's pretty much the same thing, but I guess, I don't know. Is that who, um, oh, I can't think of his name. The kid from American Arsenal. No, that's Quicksilver. Okay. Evan Peters plays Quicksilver. He's in this, too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Is people in Gambit there. Gambit in this? Gambit? Well... I don't know. There's rumors. There's rumors that he's going to have a cameo of some kind, but I don't know if that's 
I don't know if he's actually in it or not. If he uh, is, I imagine it would be just a like a throwaway, you know, cameo type thing. Everybody just comes in and fucks somebody up with his cards and leaves. Yeah, I don't know. Channing Tatum? I hope he Well, well he is playing, he he is playing Gambit. I'm sure he'll have the accent. It'll be interesting to see Tatum. I like the, the fact that they gave Storm the mohawk in this, the 80s mohawk. Just a little, like just a little fan service with that. Jubilee's going to be in this one. Stop telling me all the X-Men. What'd you say, Kevin? I said stop telling me all the X-Men that are going to be in the movie. Why? Is it, does it get you too excited? It's, well, it's that, and I also just want, to be, I just want it to be unveiled to me. Okay. You want it to be a surprise? I just want it to be a surprise. I just want to be like, ooh. Ooh, I remember that character. Ooh. All right. We'll, okay. we'll, uh, we'll leave it a surprise then. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see this. I'll definitely be checking it out this weekend. It, it looks like it could be fun. Right now it has a 50, what does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? 52%. There is a cri- uh, critic's consensus here that I'll read. Overloaded action and a cliched villain take the focus away from otherwise strong performers and resonant themes, making X-Men Apocalypse a middling chapter of the venerable superhero franchise. So, mm. seems like it's good, not great. Which is kind of what I'm expecting. I'm not going into it expecting a whole lot, so... Yeah. I doubt okay. that I'll be disappointed, because I have pretty low expectations to begin with. Alright, any final thoughts, Ryan, on... X-Men Apocalypse or Apt Pupil before we close it out? Nope. No. All right. I think that'll do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And please take a minute to take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Bye.